0: what's up whittier
1: welcome to what's up whittier a homegrown podcast
0: a podcast to showcase whittier's businesses personalities and hidden treasures
1: hey guys producer christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements first up we have the whittier chamber of commerce 2018 business expo this year's theme is wild wild west The Whittier Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to their 2018 Business Expo. It is free and open to the public and will be taking place Wednesday, January 24th from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Whittier Community Center which is at 7630 Washington Avenue on the corner of Washington and Mar Vista. On Thursday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m., join the Whitwood Branch Library located at 10537 Santa Gertrudes Avenue to see the documentary After Auschwitz. There will be a screening and talk with the writer-director John Keane. After Auschwitz is a post-Holocaust documentary that follows six extraordinary women capturing what it means to move from tragedy and trauma towards life. Free tickets are available at both the Central Library and Whitwood Branch Library, and you can check out the link below in the description. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. we have the Whittier Farmer's Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Get out there, uh, check out what cool fresh veggies we have um, from the different vendors, see if you can spot some familiar faces, get a good cup of coffee, some tea. There are a lot of new things coming through at the Farmer's Market, so check it out. Saturday, January 27th, join the Whittier Voters Coalition as they present the City of Whittier 2018 Election Candidate Forum. You are cordially invited to our City of Whittier 2018 Election Candidate Forum for District 2, District 4, and the citywide mayoral race. Come and ask them their position on the concerns that are most important to you in our City of Whittier. The election is going to take place in April of 2018, so make sure to come out and learn more about the candidates. The candidates for District 2 are as follows. Henry Bouchot, Vincent McLeod, Bob Henderson, Dr. La LaPerez, and Eric Leckie. Candidates for District 4 are Fernando Dutra, Lizette Escobedo. For the mayoral race, we have Rolando Cano, Joe Venetieri, Leon Savage, and Raquel McLeod. So this will be scheduled on Saturday, January 27th at 12pm to 1.30pm at Parnell Park Community Center located at 15390 Lambert Road, Woody, California 90604. It's on the corner of Scott and Lambert guys. So if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to the Whittier Voters Coalition. I will be posting the Facebook event in the description. Alrighty, here's our last event for the week. Yoga and Breakfast at the Beehive. On Sunday, January 28th at 8 a.m., join the Beehive located at 13308 East Whittier Boulevard in Whittier, California. That'll be on the corner of Painter and Whittier Boulevard, around the corner. And uh, they have to say, we have our own yoga instructor at the Beehive, Whittier. We are providing a yoga class every Sunday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. for donations only to our instructor, Jasmine. Please bring your own mat and hand towel. Afterwards, you may want a refreshing organic juice or protein smoothie to take with you. Definitely, guys, the Beehive, their deli is so amazing. You gotta check it out. And also, it's for a reasonable price, you know, just for a donation to the instructor. Check it out guys, get some wellness, some stretching into your life, and if you have anything else you'd like us to feature in the community corkboard, tag us on Instagram, check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier, or send us an email at what's Pod at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast and think other Whittier townies would like it, recommend it to them. If you have a friend who has never heard of Whittier because we are landlocked between freeways and it's kind of a trek to get to us, you know, it's kind of mysterious with the trees and anyway... Recommend the show so they know who to support. We have a lot of exciting things coming up for the rest of the year, and we'd love for the whole community to join us for these exciting times. So don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out. Check out our website, what'supwhittier.com, and make sure you find out everything what's up, where Alrighty, guys. Enjoy this episode. Also, be sure to check out Jesse and Remo on their specific social media. Jesse is at J2 Architects. And Remo is at Remo the Realtor. All right. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. (laughs)
0: What's up? What's up? Whittier. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah, this is going to air soon, so Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. It's our first episode after the New Year, or Christmas.
2: (gasps) We're in the future. Wow. (laughs) So how's your New Year's resolution going, Jesse? It's going great. (laughs) I've lost zero pounds. (laughs) Negative two pounds. (laughs) It was a good New Year's. Anyways, uh, like every week, we have a special guest today. Um, for the viewers out there, they you know they get a sneak peek of of who we're talking about. But uh, today we have uh, Lucia Rios with Twisted for Sugar. Yes.
0: Hi. A very sweet guest that we
2: Aww. have. Today. There you know. Know.
0: <laughs> Swap it up.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> welcome.
3: Thank you guys for having me.
0: You're very welcome. So tell us tell us about what we're about yourself and what we're staring at here.
3: So I'm Lucia, and I own Twisted for Sugar Cotton Candy. Um, we're a gourmet cotton candy catering and product service um, that specializes in like Latino-inspired flavors. And I have two kids. I have a 7-year-old and a year-and-a-half-old daughter. Um, I live in Whittier. I've lived here for like 12 years now, um, pretty much since I turned 18 wow. <laughs> and lived here, yeah.
2: I was going to say, 7-year-old, I mean... Mm-hmm. You, you look like you're seven years old yourself. Thank you.
3: It's
2: a uh, boy and girl? or I
3: have one, yeah, I have a seven-year-old son and seven. a year-and-a-half-old daughter.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, so you got the good mix.
3: Yeah. Thankfully, because I feel like I'm done having kids, yeah. but I come from a very traditional, like, Latina grandma, and so if I didn't have one-in-one, I think I'd be bugged to have more. Yeah. But because I have one-in-one, like, they're cool. It's I, good enough. They're good right. with me saying I'm done. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, it's funny, because you say that, because, like, uh, same thing, I come from a family where where they're all, I have a bunch of cousins, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that's usually the question, it's like, I'm on two, and it's like, when's the third one coming, you know, mm-hmm. when's the, I'm like, I mean, is, is two not enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm one raising them. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, and paying for all their toys, yeah. and yeah. this Christmas, man, it was crazy. Right? Yeah.
2: So do you guys do the traditional uh, uh, wait till midnight and kind of open up the guests? or
3: we normally do? But I was telling her that, or Christina earlier that that this year's a little different because my grandmother is getting older, so we had to change like our New, Year, our New Year's. Um, not new year sorry christmas eve plans um so we're starting a new tradition and we're waiting till the morning of so this year we waited which my son was actually pretty good at waiting because we didn't have anything under the tree we're like oh santa claus you know he's not coming till tonight go to sleep but um (laughs) but normally all the cousins and everybody like does it the night before you know that's our christmas
2: well, I'm starting a new tradition. Uh, <laughs> no, started, no presents? No presents. It started, I think it was a good idea, too. I mean, we're, I'm getting older. We're all getting older. And, you know, 12 o'clock seems to be dragging. Far away. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with kids that are mm-hmm. running around the house and have so much sugar, you know, and n- not wanting to go to sleep. So we had to fast forward the time. No so way. We cha- yeah, we changed the uh, the clocks on the, <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Changed wow. the clock on the phone and uh, said, hey, well, guess what, you know? It's Christmas in 10 minutes. Get ready. And you know,
3: That's awesome. Countdown. At 8
2: p.m. <laughs> no, it was 10 o'clock.
3: <laughs> you know, they have something like that on Netflix for New Year's Eve for kids. They have like an every hour they have a countdown for like oh, New really? Year's. Oh, man. Yeah, because we're spending this New Year's Eve in and I was like, well, we can put the kids to bed at 9 and they like pretend they did the countdown and yeah. we stay up. But And, they and then an hour later they hear you yeah, I know, celebrating. Like, <laughs> all the fireworks and stuff around yeah. here, yeah.
2: No man, it was a tough one, but uh, but it was good. It was good, you know. For me, it's just seeing like their 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 faces when they're opening, you know, the gifts that they wanted. And um, but with your kids, that you um, did you threaten threaten them that you're gonna call or text uh, Santa if they don't behave.
3: Yeah, I tried, but my son's, like, faith in Santa is so deep, it's, like, backfiring on us. Because, or, yeah, so he wanted a specific gift, and we thought we weren't going to get it. So I was like, well, what if Santa can't? Or, like, what if, you know, what if he brings it to, what if it gets lost I believe, or something? Mom. Yeah, he was like, don't worry, don't worry. Santa can do anything. I'm like, well, he can't make this toy. He's like, yes, he can. His elves can make anything. I was like, damn. Yeah, his faith in Santa is too deep. Like, I don't know. We can't really pull that with him.
2: Well, it's funny because my wife is the one that does that. Like like she goes, don't misbehave because I'm going to text Santa. I'm like, text? text. Te- Santa like, got high tech. I'm like, really? <laughs> and my daughter's like, no, 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 don't text them I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, man, I, I feel bad. I, Can kinda feel bad for them, you know? But at the same time, it's was like, man, this thing works.
0: My, uh, my brother's wife. She, we had Santa at our holiday party a couple times, and so she saved my number as Santa. So anytime, yeah. and she'll put Santa Claus and his picture, so I would call, and they would pick up, and I would pretend like I'm Santa oh, Claus. Anytime so they're cute. misbehaving. Yeah. What's and, your
3: Santa voice?
0: I, I mean, hello, kids. <laughs> 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 like, there's no real Santa <laughs> Like that's my Santa voice, and it's, it's funny because when we did it, it was actually last year. There was like um, George, Helena. They're, they're probably like four, or five, and so they were in the same house. And I was on the couch in the living room, and the kids were in the bedroom. And I was going oh like this, gosh. covering it up. And they're, I can hear them getting really excited in the Aww. in the in room. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious! So anytime the kids misbehave, um, I'll call my brother's wife, and it'll show up as Santa Claus, and they'll be like, "Look, he's calling."
3: Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Do, do they ever
2: say, "Hey, Uncle Rimo, you, your voice just sounds so familiar." No, because <laughs> I, I walk out of the out of, out of
0: the room, but I my my sign of voice is pretty legit. Nice. <laughs>
2: That's yeah. awesome. So we're sidetracking here into Christmas, yeah. but um, going back to Twisted for Sugar. Um, so obviously you do gourmet uh, flavored. Yes. So flavored mm-hmm. cotton candy. Um, tell us a little bit about. How you came up with that idea of starting uh, this company?
3: So, uh, like I mentioned, I have two kids, and with my daughter came some challenges after having her. So, I um, had gone through some postpartum depression, um, and after like the, I went back to work per the advice of my therapist and all of that, and it just really wasn't it wasn't helping the situation. It was actually making it progressively worse. And I decided, like, I needed to be home to, like, work on the bonding and kind of work on my healing journey. And I wasn't really comfortable with not working, working, because I've been working since I was 17. So I don't know what that's not like. Um, And so we decided, me and my partner decided to kind of start a business, a side business. And we were looking at a couple options. One of them was Cotton Candy Catering, because through the world of Pinterest and party planning for my son, that was something that would be offered. Um, or like, you know, hey, how about this? You know, so we would look at that. We were looking at taquero business. We are looking at party rentals. But financially, where we were, that was, like, the most reasonable thing that we could undertake because everything else looks really expensive to start up. Yeah. So that's how that idea was, like, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. One or two gigs a month would be great so it feels comfortable. Um And then I was looking at other businesses that were like that to kind of model their menus and, you know, what they were doing because I've never had a business before, like nothing. So I was like, okay, well, that's what they're doing. That's what's working. So that's what I must do, too. Um and I was telling Christine earlier that I had spent about half of my investment on buying sugars that were already manufactured in these wild flavors and flavors that were already on other people's menus like green tea and like lavender and things like that and so excited when they got in into, I got the box, and I was like, oh, my God, these sugars are going to be so great. And they were just disgusting. They were so nasty. <laughs> really? They tasted horrible. Like, yeah. I could not. And my best friend and me were, like, at the machine trying all these different ones. We're like, maybe the next one's better. Maybe the next one's better. And each one just was like, Ugh, this is gross. Like, I couldn't. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Why am I doing this? This is so nasty. So after about having, like, a night of being all big old chiona and, like, frustrated, my partner was like, well, like, just calm down. Like, you'll figure it out. Why can't you just make it? And I was like, "Ah, you can't make your own sugar. Are you crazy? Like, who does that? And then I was like, okay, let's just – I'm just going to practice. So I was just, like, practicing my hand at it. Because you do have to have, like, a eye coordination, like, to figure out how to make it pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were practicing on – I was practicing on a watermelon flavor, my sister had her friends over and they threw tahini on it and I was like, "Bam, this is delicious." And from that moment on, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do like the Latin style flavors because that's what got me really excited. That's what made my friends excited. And then because I already had a bad experience with, like, manufactured ones, I was like, F that. I'm not going to buy them. I'm going to try to make it on my own. And so that's, like, I just started Googling.
0: When is the hummus flavor? <laughs> can, can, can. I don't know. Because I, 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 I feel a little. <laughs> she's just, she just, I think she's just vomit a little bit. I mean, more. you know, I, I'm all for the Latin stuff, but what's up with the Middle Eastern stuff? I
3: mean, I'm not Middle Eastern. so I, I don't. How I about a know? yogurt
0: flavor can, candy? <laughs>
3: I, I am definitely, and you know what's funny is because I'm I'm Mexican, so the flavors that are like Latino to me are what I grew up with as a Mexican-American, you know, L.A. Mexican girl. So when I had um, the Me Too video come out, <laughs> everyone was like, that's not my version of Ochata I'm like, well, I don't know. I I met, This is what I grew up with, so this is how I see Ochata but I'm down to options. Like, People want suggestions, I'll work on it. If I get enough hummus requests, I probably I will. Not. <laughs> I probably will attempt it. But, yeah, I mean. You take
0: them to the Middle Eastern weddings. If, I mean, people. If you get,
3: there is if you get pistachio. a pistachio. Of- pistachio flavor is big in the Middle East when it comes to cotton candy. Cotton candy and gourmet style is not brand new. <coughs> like, I see it in different parts of the world. So, like, I know, like, in the Middle East, pistachio is a big flavor. And, like, in Japan, like, cherry blossom is really big. So each culture has their own, like, tastes and likes and People just kind of create their own thing out of it, and so this is just what kind of came to me.
0: So this is watermelon with um, tahini, <laughs>
3: okay. yeah.
2: So if you get a bunch of requests from from people like asking for this hummus one. i gonna. will do it. Say Remo, Bimo, Weemo, yeah. Beemo. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm gonna create all these uh, Instagram uh, handles, accounts. yeah, and then all of a sudden, you're get Nemo and, yeah, that'll all be this That's guy. That's so here. funny. <laughs> um, by the way, so we just tried your watermelon tahini, which. Um, Tajin on anything, I think, is magical. It's so good. Um, but when you put it on sugar, um, you get that balance of sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think, Remo? He
0: took two two swipes. I, I, I took a big hit, and I got all tahina <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> so, you know, if Jesse had water in this establishment, actually, yes. there's some right there. I'll, I'll yes. get some. Um, But it, it's good. I mean, take it away, or I'll finish it. So I'll Finish it, man. Well, yeah. we got a couple more,
2: so, so okay. slow your roll.
0: It's um service here, my god yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: um so so the so do you create your own flavors now? Or? I do,
3: I do now because um i don't still don't trust people, I just don't tr- like I'm a kind of a control freak, so like I want it to taste how I have it in my mind, yeah. and if it doesn't taste that way, then I'm not gonna package it
2: so how do you how do you create i mean you don't have to give us a full recipe, but like Like, uh, in terms of, like, this watermelon one. like like So people are really
3: confused with cotton candy. And I think it's because we've only ever really had it at fairs or, like, you know, Disneyland. And Mm -hmm. so we don't really see the process of it being made. So people are like, wait, so this is cotton candy when I have it, like, in a sugar form. Cotton candy, is it fluffed up? The sugar itself has the flavor in it. And the machine melts it, shoots it out in liquid form. But then it, like, hardens as soon as it hits air. And then you catch it by hand or in a cone so that's cotton it's like cotton from a candy so it's cotton candy um but the flavoring is all in the sugar and then I add the toppings to kind of enhance or change it a little bit um and so the sugars go through like um kind of like a marinating like in like process where you I add like a watermelon flavoring and it's all like a natural flavoring <laughs> to a natural, vegan-friendly sugar, um, which we just discussed that not all sugar is vegan-friendly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's crazy. So I just, like, I'm learning as I go. But anyways, it's like, so it goes through that infusion process, and I have a drying process that basically you bake it um, to make sure it's dry but not too, like, overbaked because then it burns the sugar. Yeah. And then it kind of sits there to cool off. You have to, like, break it back up, and then you put it in a jar to ready to be made into cotton candy. So like some sugars take eight hours, some sugars are six. About I was six, gonna say, hours. how
2: long does it take to make a batch?
3: Um, I try to make large batches, especially of like the fruit ones, because those what like, I go through mango and orchata like nobody's business. Um, so I try to make at least like like two to three batches every time I'm making it, so mm-hmm. that'll last me like a week. Okay. Yeah.
0: Damn. All sugar is not vegan. No.
3: And it's because of school. (laughs) school (laughs) Well, no, it's because of the way that sugar is processed. So you know, there's like a bleaching and a filtering Uh process, and Uh some companies use um, animal bone, charred animal bone, to like filter and process it, which is not vegan friendly. Damn. (laughs) So
2: so now you could say they have vegan. You're going straight vegan if you're just eating conic candy. Uh, My
0: (laughs) dessert is strictly vegan. Twenty
2: eighteen. Here we come. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. Start with cotton candy. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, um, in terms of like your your again your flavors and stuff like that, what you said, mango and orchata are your biggest. Uh, mango biggest and foods?
3: watermelon and horchata are right my biggest ones. Um, I I think maybe because of the Me Too video that came out, those are the ones that were really like shown. Um, but. Right now another big one. Yeah, that's the horchata one. This one or the bottom one. This one's horchata. I just threw some cute like unicorn food on top which is like a just a fun topper that I mixed up. Um but it, right now in the winter time I came out with two wintry flavors. Um abuelita hot chocolate which is like the hot chocolate that we cool. grew up with and then the peppermint which is not like super Latino, but it's I love peppermint. I love yeah. candy cane. So it's and good. in the
0: video, it said that you guys have thirty-two different flavors.
3: Yeah, wow. I'm cutting back a little bit, FYI, people for the new year, just because I've noticed, like, business-wise, oh, like gosh. what sells a lot of, and what I can probably just kind of so um, circle in, you know, monthly or what have you, seasonally. Um, but I do have a lot of flavors because when I started, I had a composition book and I was like, "What could this taste like? What could that?" So I just kind of set out a goal for all these crazy flavors that like my kids would want, my boyfriend would want. So it was just like, that's that's how I started trying to make them.
2: Nice. Well, I, what, which I, is this?
3: Orchata. This
0: is just like horchata.
2: I got a flavor for you, but but before we get into it, I want to hear a little bit more about this video that you created with um, with. Um, me
3: too. Oh, it's so, so that was about crazy. Because that that
2: um, that's big. I mean, it's... uh I
3: know. How long
2: have you been in business?
3: A year and a month.
2: A year and a month. To be in a, in a video or or even be uh, in that circle of, I know. of uh, people in such a short time, I mean, that means a lot.
3: Yeah, and I... I I don't know if you guys are, like, spiritual or what have you, but I fully believe in, like, putting things out in the universe and it, like, makes speaking it, writing it down, however you're going to put it out there, and it comes back because, yeah, law of attraction. Yeah. Um, Because I literally last New Year's Eve on the countdown, my boyfriend was asleep, my kids were asleep. I'm like, I'm just going to have a glass of wine. And I was writing down, you know, the last minute of the New Year, like, goals that I had for the business. I was only, like, two, three months in the business. And I was like, I want to work with me, too, somehow. I don't know if I'm going to send them a package. I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to work with this person. I want to be on this person's radar. I want to do this, this, and this, and this. And, and like, What's
2: Up Whittier was in there somewhere, too, right? Yeah.
3: Yes, What's Up Whittier. It <laughs> was the number no, one. No, but you, I, had, I don't think I met you guys yet because we, <laughs> we hadn't done to the, yeah. Um, but it was like crazy because 80% of the things I wrote down happened Nice. like without and I I, I had no like oh I'm going to do this this and this and that's how it's going to lead me to my goal it just kind of happened mm-hmm. so how that me too thing happened was someone had reached out to me um, her name is Zoila, and she works for word agency and she was representing Tony Peralta which is a New York um, pop icon artist it's like um, he does pop art of like different Latina like Icons and a big one is like Frida and Selena and um, Celia Cruz and so he was having an exhibit here out at the Mexican consulate and she was like I like that you do Latino flavors do you want to work the 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 exhibit I was like or the you know the opening reception was like yeah because I had seen that it was being sponsored by Nylon Espanol and I was that was one of the the goals I was like oh I want to kind of like get on their radar so I was down. But me, two producers came to that exhibit like launch, and mm-hmm. that's how they were like, what? This is crazy. So they tried it, got my card, and like two weeks later, I got an um, email. like, We want to do a video. I'm like, this is crazy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so it just kind of, I don't know, just all circled back together, and it happened. I don't know. I can't really say how. Just, no,
0: didn't. just <laughs> put it in the universe.
2: It's yeah. all the stars. <clears throat> That's awesome. I mean, it's again, it's one of those things where you, you kind of set your 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 eyes on a on a prize, right, and yeah. uh, and somehow it works itself through. But just the the exposure that gives you, yeah. you know, that was. I mean, like, how many calls did you get after that? I, how many emails? Had,
3: so it was like I recorded, and then like three months later it came out. So I recorded, and then I'm get I'm all anxious for like three months. I'm like, when is it gonna come out? I didn't have a website. I was like, should I have a website? Yes, duh, you should have a website. So I was working on all that. So the delay in the publishing from the time I recorded to the time it was released was, like, perfect because I was having all these issues with getting myself set up and mm-hmm. ready for this on you know oncoming of, of traffic and, and inquiries and interest. And, um, yeah, like, it just – it was – like I did get a lot, a lot of a lot of people asking if I cater out of state, which I don't at the time cause I don't have like staff or anything yet. But that's the goal for next year to have like write it down, right? Yeah, it down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a vision board party with my kid, my nice. kids. Yes, come over. We're gonna just set our little vision boards, copy, cut, paste, make Cotton it happen. Cotton candy, I'm Cotton sure. Cotton candy, of yeah. course. <laughs> um, yeah. So that I got a lot of lot of interest. It was like it came out 2 days before my birthday and i was like i'm just going to turn off my phone i don't want to talk to nobody see nothing and it was crazy when i came back from my little vacation i was like like i don't know how many emails how many orders and i was like okay i took a vacation and came back to work so it was it's awesome it's nice. really it's really a huge blessing and it's been um a change from when i started i thought it was going to be one thing and then like now it's totally it taken its own direction and oh. Just being open to that flexibility of where your business is going to go and where it takes you is, I think, the best advice I could give to anybody. It's like you may start it one way, but it might not work out that exact yeah. way. Just kind of be flexible and go with the flow.
2: And that's the beauty about life, you know, and navigating through life with the business. Because um, you're right. I mean, you're essentially you're the captain of your own ship. Mm-hmm. You, know? you could go however way or direction you want to go. Uh, you're not being told how to navigate or where to navigate right. to. So um, <clears throat> so the end, it's kind of cool. Um, but going back to these uh, these uh, flavors here, um, the one I was going to suggest, and maybe you already have it. I mean, if you already oh, have right. it, cool. But if not, you can name it after me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maui Brewing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a so good one, yeah. man. His favorite beer right there.
2: Is there? Uh, you know, it's um, the staple of you driving down the street, especially on a hot day. You see a, a, a cart of fruit. Mm-hmm. Do you have the, the cart of fruit in a cup? Like kind how you have
1: multiple
3: flavors? Kind of. I think. I think. Uh, I made one that has like three different flavors. Okay. Um, but I get. I actually get asked that quite Does a bit. Does it work? I mean, I don't see why not. I really want to, you know what I really want to do? I Because re- I really like hikama uh, from okay. th- mm-hmm. those cards. Yeah. But I feel like I'm really nervous. See, I'm still, like, insecure about stuff. So I'm really, like, insecure of capturing, like, that crispy, cool, like, clean flavor. Because it's sugar. So it's like, what if that's overpowering? But, mm-hmm. you know, I do have goals and stuff for next year of, of new flavors. Um, I mean, I don't see why not. I could try it will name it after you if it works. There
0: you go. It, do you have an horchata?
3: Yeah, you just ate That's that. That's
0: what we had. Not horchata. Sorry, <laughs> hibiscus
3: one. Hibis- Oh, oh hamica. 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 Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
2: The next one, which I think he brought up a good point. Hummus? No. hummus. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> you know, when you're drinking a cold beer and it has a little bit of lime on it and a little bit of salt, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? is that beer flavor? No? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, would you Hops, eat, Hops would you Hops eat? Yeah.
3: Yeah, the little cocktails. I I made these little, um, there, I call them like candy cocktail bombs. So they're like oh, essentially, yes. uh, bath bombs for your yeah, drinks. Yeah. It's just super fun and super cute. But yeah, I think those are, I'm getting a lot of, a lot of interest in that for I've sure. I've
2: seen that. I, I saw a couple people actually, um, That I I don't know if you gave them as a birthday gift or or just...
3: Well, some people, like, you came to the pop-up thing around Friday. um, And so we had a lot of people come because they wanted to get it before Christmas. Yeah. Um, And I have a lot of online orders so they can have it for New Year's. Nice. So I just, I mean, I just put it out there like So you
0: throw this in the drink?
3: Yeah. So you'll have a a sparkling drink, whatever it is. So it's kid-friendly. You can even do, like, apple cider. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just toss it in there and it, like... Dissolves and bubbles and makes it cute and pink and glittery because there's like little glitter pearls inside. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Have you it, seen the video? And it's edible. <laughs> yes. No, <I'm> just, <laughs> just
2: for decoration <laughs> yeah. Don't drink it. Right.
3: Just, just for the gram.
2: Oh man. No, know What I'm gonna give you for for, for, uh, <laughs> for your birthday? Co- cocktail
3: bombs. <laughs>
0: Hennessy. Does do, does it go well with Hennessy?
3: Um, I don't know. No, I've never kidding. tried. We'll that. try it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I see, maybe vodka, yeah. yeah
0: but uh, um, Is this the size that they normally come in, what we're looking at?
3: The cotton candies, yes. This is, like, the one size that I carry. Um, I do do, like, popsicle, like, for sometimes. But this is um, the size that I came to because it's the packaging that I have for shipping. It accommodates yeah. that size, like, perfectly, so it's safe, you know, and it's secure for shipping.
0: How about for the people that want the Costco size? So I
3: went to Knott's, and they have this giant, like, bucket, huge. And I, I bought I bought it because I'm, like, I'm always comparing. I always want to try, like, okay, is mine that good? Um... And I was like, dang, like, should I make a jumbo size one? Because people are literally, like, there's some fanatics about specific flavors. Like, I'll have someone who, I, I sell every month at an event called Morcajete Dominguero It's, like, in um, L.A. every Thursday of the month. And there's some people who come and just buy, like, a bunch of one flavor because that's what they really like or their kids really like or their coworkers really like. So I'm like, what if I just package, like, a big, giant tub? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I, I we'll would see. think so because if if you're having a party or something like that, you you, I mean you can get individual ones. Yeah,
3: but, but like, what if you, would you want all kinds of hands touching your cotton candy?
0: No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like
3: it's like sharing a big tub of popcorn with like eighty people. I don't know that well, kind of. I'm like a little germy free. If
2: it's yours specifically, then yes, I think it's it makes sense, right? Yeah, you could take a little batch and then put it on a bowl or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You but can take some from here, put
0: it in that bowl. and but that's
2: Well, I mean, you it's know, it's yours, not though.
3: that. It's pretty I delicate. So, guess, like, yeah. the more handling it gets, the more it starts to shrink, and, like, the more exposure to moisture it starts to get reduced. Uh, so it's nice. not like... I don't, See, it's my a, it's my cotton candy game thing. ain't that tight. So I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just thinking, just from an efficiency standpoint. <laughs> Throw it in a bowl
3: and And a five-gallon gallon jug, yeah. and then
2: everyone <laughs> grab it. So how long does this thing last? So
3: um, I've clocked it at three weeks. Wow. Yeah, and I actually have one sitting on my counter. It's been there for a month, and it's pretty good. Still, it's shrunk a little bit, but I have I try to kind of make – I try to, like, grab one and kind of leave it on my counter for a month to see, like, okay, just make sure that it's still lasting, it's still lasting. So yeah. two to three weeks. Um, I don't know why the, the ones that you buy at the store, like – you know, they, <laughs> well, no, yes, because they're being handled a lot, and they're being uh, like, um, you know, kids, yeah. like they go crazy. But I don't know why they like. I've I've seen uh, at theme parks, it'll have like an expiration date for like a year, and I'm like I don't know why it lasts a year. A Year, yeah, mine doesn't last that long, and I can't say exactly why. Because they're not vegan. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe it's the bone char, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because I I I make it with like two or three ingredients, and that's it. And I I don't know if it's. Added stuff or not added stuff, but mine only lasts. So it's
2: vegan and organic.
3: It's not organic because I don't use organic sugar, but it is natural. Does that make sense? So, like, what's the
2: difference now? So,
3: you know how like people can be on a super health kick and they want to be like an organic eater, but they're not eating non GMO? Like, what's the point? Because you're still eating genetically modified food even though it's organic. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make a sense. So, you can eat organic but still be eating genetically modified food. Oh, I see. So, like, so, yeah, so if if people make organic cotton candy, but they're yes. not using natural flavors, does yeah. it really matter? Because all you have to have is organic sugar. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have organic flavoring. Mm.
0: That's deep. So let's just keep it <laughs> at vegan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is vegan. It's vegan. <laughs> yeah. Vegan friendly. Oh, man. All right, what flavor you want to try, Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Uh, I mean, the white one. I'm going to go, go for this one. one. Yeah. What's this again?
3: That is, I call it niada because it's a oh, chamoy and that's Is this you. your,
2: your favorite or your number one seller? That is
3: my favorite because I really <laughs> like mango. Like if I had to choose between a mango chili paleta or I love the way you smell,
0: by the way. Yeah, don't
3: inhale I think, deep. I think in chills.
0: your uh, <laughs> one of your videos, a guy said, oh, it looks like a.
3: Uh, oh, the, um, <laughs> what is it called? The insulation? insulation? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is a little scary, right? You didn't grow up eating tahini, huh?
0: No, I got uh, all of it in my throat. <laughs> no, I do. I like especially. Man, this is
2: so good. This is really good. This is really good.
3: That's my favorite.
2: <coughs> this is the one you can make the five-gallon tub. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And just uh, <laughs> yeah. put it at rainbow. Look, look at
3: this one. Look at this one. She, like, dipped it in the, all the leftover tahini. That's the way to do it.
2: Oh, man. How much of this do you eat a day?
3: I don't eat it anymore. Like, not mm-hmm. really. Sometimes, I'm like, oh, I'll just grab a little taste. But I'd, it's kind of like you always have it around. You don't really yeah. crave it. And so, I, I. like, a few years ago, I started a cake pop business, which cake, anybody who sells cake pops or if you buy cake pops, you need to, like, give them props because it's extremely laborious. But I ruined cake pops for my son because I was doing it so much, so he doesn't really care for them anymore. And now I ruin cotton candy for him because he doesn't really care for it either. I was going to say, how much do
2: your kids get to eat?
3: <sighs> they don't really. I mean, not my daughter, she, because I give her, like, yeah. tiny, tiny amounts, she still bugs for it. But my son, I'll ask him, hey, do you want some? Because I'll be making it, like, almost every day. And he'll be like, no, nah, I'm okay. Only when his friends come over. Because he's like, you guys want cotton candy? Then he'll, like, want to show off. Cause, of course. Yeah. But usually he's not into it.
0: So that's the secret. Give them, give them so much.
2: Yeah, get just make them sick them of
3: it.
0: <laughs> so this one is your favorite, but it, it's not the top seller. Which one's the top? No, top? they're
3: they're pretty much tied. Like the watermelon and the mango are very like that, and we'll chat that. Like the top three, I can't really like. It's always it's really a preference. Like anyone who's like, what's better? I'm like, well, what do you like? Do you yeah. would you rather like a watermelon lollipop with chili or a mango lollipop with chili? Like, which one would you go for? Yeah. Then that's the. The flavor of cotton candy. So I go for
2: watermelon, but in this instance, I like this one better. Really? So th- this yeah. is a mango.
3: This is mango. Mango.
2: It's good. Right. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Right. It's a, so, so if it's, if it's uh. vegan, if it's vegan, can I substitute my veg, my fruits for? Yeah, <laughs> your son might ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't so know,
3: that's I, peppermint. That's like one of my winter flavors. Um, and this is also a winter flavor. The I would eat I'm the hot chocolate.
0: Yeah, I, I left that one. For the end, because I think that's going to be my
3: favorite.
2: <laughs> <Peppermint>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so tell me a little bit more about your your um, your business now that you're you're obviously doing. You're still doing this full time. Yeah. And uh, how, how often, or, or I guess, what's your preference in terms of gigs? Like, is it still catering, or is yeah, it pop ups, so that's,
3: that's so funny that you said that because I I like this past two weeks I've been reevaluating what I want to do this next year and um, I definitely feel like um, doing so many pop-ups or so many like public vending kind of things made it accelerate in in the audience because I reached a broader audience a lot quickly and introduced them to these unique flavors. Um, but catering was something that I started with because it's really fun to add this element to any event, like a birthday party or a shower or a wedding, and it's just fun. Like you get to connect with all these other families and like be a part of these really memorable moments for them. Thank you. Um, so I am actually in talks with building out more carts because I have a mobile cart that I take to like events for Very catering cool. and stuff. So I'm building out more, and I'm hoping to have like actually like hire people. To like, yeah, to like go and do more catering <clears throat> and I do want to do ups, but I want to be more consistent like I want to have two or three spots a month where people can go and find me and that's where I'm going to be at like every time without them having to be like which is cool I guess like food trucks do that where they're like follow me so you know where I'm at but I don't have time for that as a as a parent like I'm just like I don't know this is where it's at. This is where I'm going to go. I don't really have time to be following people and trying to figure out like detective where they are. So I would rather be at specific spots so people who want it can know where to get it, you know, make it easier all around.
2: Yeah. yeah. So so the uh, pop-ups, I mean, is there is there a, f- a few or uh, I guess which which is the one that you're more consistent on right now?
3: Well, more dominguero. Okay. Is a, is one um I did Smorgasborg uh, which is like that food thing on um every sunday Mm -hmm. in downtown Mm -hmm. la Mm -hmm. um i was doing family days there for a couple of months and then i got caught up with other pop-ups and things so i was like i really want to go back there because it's a foodie like location Like people go there who are into food and into like trying unique things
0: things,
3: so um definitely think that i was i did well there you know with sales and stuff but when i didn't go i would have people message me like oh you weren't here i'm like it kind of stopped going because I just got caught up with this other stuff. So yeah. that's another space I'm going to get back into this new year. Um, once they open the market back up, was like shut down for winter. Mm-hmm. so um, And then probably, like, find another home market, Let's see what's that? Was that I was, was that pretty
0: cool to have the messages from people? Saying yeah, oh, you
3: know? that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, just to get people, are like, I came, then you weren't here. I was like, oh. You came and you were looking for. Me? That's just like because I work so hard on this, and I like I work, I like try to make it where people like. I really like them, and I hope you guys really like them too. So to have them actually
0: confirm that, make
3: it an intention to like go out and have your product. It's like it's a big deal for me. It's like it's you know it's like a return of energy for me. It's like oh, nice. I'm putting it out and you're bringing it back. Like yeah, yeah. it's really cool.
2: So so, how long does this does it take to put together uh, <clears throat> like a batch for, um, or I guess what's your normal batch for a day, like if you're gonna do a pop up or or.
3: Um. So usually, I'll, for like pop ups, I'll take like six different flavors. Um, Because I feel like the ones I offer are already kind of hard to, like, imagine as a cotton candy. Like, what? So I don't want to overwhelm people and take 32. (laughs) That's, like, crazy. And transporting 32. Yeah, and transporting 32 and keeping stock of 32. Like, it's a lot. So that's why I say next year I'm kind of cutting back a little bit. Trim trim the stuff that's not too – that doesn't really sell regularly. Um, And then just kind of have special features for, like, seasonal. Um, But – Yeah, so I take, like, about six different flavors, and I'll take, like, maybe six toppings as well to give people a good opportunity to match, mix and match, create their own, like, almost like a create-your-own thing. Like, people like to make their own thing. That's why people like Subway. That's why people like Chipotle. Like, they like to make their own stuff. Um, Very custom. So that's uh, what I take for pop-ups. And for catering, it's just up to the person that hires me. Whatever they want, they get.
0: Do you give samples? Totally. Totally. Do people just keep coming back? And
3: <laughs> no, you know what's funny is like I've done a couple of events where I couldn't make the cotton candy there. So I've had to take like a bunch of containers, which was really nerve-wracking for me. Like how do I attract people to this simple thing when they don't really understand or know what yeah, – What's
0: in the box or Right.
3: Like so when I offer samples, like eight out of ten times they'll buy it. So that's why like I don't really mind doing samples because I feel confident in –
0: that's so, so normally, you, and then I was thinking you go with the containers, but you don't. You mm. you're doing a con candy yeah. right then and So there. I'll
3: have some of the popular ones that I know we're gonna sell. I'll have those prepackaged just to make it faster. Um, but normally I do go there because it's an experience. It's mm. very social media friendly to have like a cone and like them. People love to take.
0: Snapchats boomerang and
3: Boomerangs, like, they love it. They mm-hmm. love to, like, video everything that I'm doing. So if
0: you're doing different flavors, then you would just do a batch of one, and then if someone comes in and says, well, I want this, and they'll make another batch? It's made you? to order. Ah. So, like, okay. if you
3: come up and say, I want to try the cotton candy, I'll be like, do you want it in on a stick, or do you want it in a oh. container?
0: <clears throat> so that makes more sense, because I was thinking, I'm going to go buy cotton candy, and this is the only thing I'm getting. I was like, oh, I need, like four of these things, <laughs> but when you're making them, you you get the whole world experience with the cone and mm-hmm. everything else. Okay, so I was kind of misunderstanding. <laughs> I was like, this is like you know bite size. <laughs> so what are,
2: what are we talking about in terms of the containers? How much is each? Uh, does it vary uh, in terms of uh, price?
3: No, they're all. I try to keep it all one like easy to price. So it's all five dollars. On a okay. cone, it's five dollars. On a in a cup, it's five dollars. $5.
0: That's a steal, man. Yeah. I would think. Well, where can I get the most? <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> it's the all most. the same
3: amount. Really? So people ask me that. Well, that looks bigger. Well, because it's fluffed out and it's on a stick. It's like it's, but it's the same amount of sugar. This one's con- more condensed because I package it, yeah. but it's the same amount.
2: That's when they ask you, say, "Oh, in that case, this one on the stick is ten bucks."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I would
2: think you could probably charge
0: a little bit more. And I, would say, okay. I was
2: also say it's a deal.
0: Or just get the whole thing and just squeeze it. In there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're
2: gonna roll into some some. Uh, what Instagram. are your questions?
0: No Instagram questions. Oh,
2: Instagram questions. Sorry, at Vic Vero was asking, are you ever coming to Palmdale? First off, where's Palmdale?
0: <laughs> are, are you serious? No, no. I was
3: gonna like say. out towards the <laughs> Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah.
0: The Antelope Valley. Yeah, I Lancaster. mean, if there's if I
3: it's get invited, <laughs> if I get invited forward. or hired for a catering service, totally.
0: Vic Vero, you gotta.
2: I don't know if you're a he or she, but you gotta hire her.
0: Or order what twenty five gallons of cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you ship? I do. Oh well, there you go. You're yeah, all,
3: the website has a a shop where you can order packets. Oh, well,
0: and have there them you shipped. go. You're in Palmdale now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Big D's Burgers. Uh, Hey, guys. The question is, where do you find the motivation? What inspires you to create? I see you have a new con candy bombs. That's it. Thank you, Rose, for the question.
3: Where do I find my motivation? My kids. My kids are my motivation. That was, like, the whole motivation and reason why, you know, I started. So they just continue. It's hard. It's hard when I have, like, my older son because he's – He's really attached, and um, so is my daughter, but he's more vocal, so he'll be like, oh, again, you're leaving again. Like, yeah, but, like, I promise it'll be better in the future, so it's, it's hard. He'll be working
0: there in the future. Yeah,
3: it's hard, but, um, you know, just kind of having that focus of, like, working hard, really, really hard now so he can kind of coast later um, is something that I have to keep reminding myself. And I think hopefully he'll see that as an example so he can kind of use that as, like, Maybe when he goes to school and he's having a really hard time, or he's trying to get through like a tough time at work or something. Like, it's just these moments. It's not forever. It's just these moments of like difficulties, and then once you get past that, you're gonna be like, oh, that was nothing. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta remind them that you're building a, a Willy Wonka empire <laughs> here. So <laughs> eventually, he's gonna inherit this whole thing. So uh.
0: he'll be swimming in candy canes. Swimming in candy. Yeah. All right. Uh, not candy. Candy.
2: Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Let's see. Uh, so the other part of the question was, what what inspires you to create?
3: Um, at first, it was my kind of like my own taste buds and my own likes and my family and my friends, and now it's the audience, like my customers and clients, if they hummus requests if I get enough. <laughs> it's the Remo
0: hummus cotton candy.
3: <laughs> but people who ask, like, you know, if they, if I get a lot of, hey, like, do you think about this? Like, okay, for example, this year I got a lot of ponche requests. And so that's definitely a goal for next year. So I'm going to try really, really hard. Like, I had it, but I didn't really feel like that was something I could do. But I had so many people asking, like, do you have this? Are you gonna? Like, it takes time to develop flavors. Um, so I, I, I definitely think next year, I can I can figure something out.
0: I'm so gonna send you all, all these different <laughs> all these like examples. <laughs> yeah. Baklava. There you go. Mm, I
3: really like baklava.
0: Yeah, there you go. So See, good. I want I want my cotton candy named after me. So I'm gonna send you all these ideas. <laughs> At like one o'clock in the morning, you're, you're gonna get. How about baklava or <laughs> konafa or what other like Middle Eastern so things?
1: Funny. <laughs> or, um, tahini, sesame, halva. Uh,
0: halva. What's halva?
1: Sesame candy.
0: Oh, that's that's really good, too. Yeah.
1: I've never had that. It's kind of like mazapán, but made of sesame seeds instead of like Yeah, peanut. But the
0: texture on it is really good. That's yeah. what makes it good. The, the little seeds. I'll have to come by. You guys have yeah. to have
3: socks on for me
1: if I can see, try it.
2: that's when you ask Remo, are you bringing samples?
0: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Unless I can buy it, I'm not bringing it. <laughs> oh, man. What's right. the next question? Uh, where, where do you see uh, this taking or going?
3: Um. Well like what
0: we talked about your setting goals what's your 2018 kind of I guess plan or vision
1: I'm going to say it because if you don't say it it's not going to happen and you know, I just want to point out that a lot of people had said stuff on this podcast, and it came true. So oh, let's put it out There, yeah. there, there you is go. My, so when I first
3: started, I was really people were like, "Do you sell it anywhere? Specific shops?" And I was like, "Nah, I don't really want to be in a shop because I want to be really exclusive." Blah, blah, blah. And then I was changing, and I just got um, an order from a, a sh- well, not just like about two or three weeks ago for a shop in San Diego. So that's my first retail like experience. And I was really nervous, but I feel like it's like a taster, like a little introduction into being more available in retail spaces, so I would like to have my stuff sold at movie theaters. So, that is my goal, is to kind of figure out a plan, or kind of figure out way in. Um, yeah, that's the thing.
2: Well, Remo knows people, so... You Remo, can, you know I, people? You came to the right place. <laughs>
3: yes,
0: I know people that eat cotton candy, so <laughs> <'Cause laughs> like, hand this over to me. Um, I mean, why not start here? Have you approached Yeah, the no, I
3: haven't. I was just kind of like, okay, let me let me psych myself up for this, like, move, and let me mm-hmm. get my, let me get my, why you should have me here kind of. You yeah.
0: need me
2: here. Yeah,
3: like, I, I I feel like I'm still getting adjusted to, like, that whole mindset and super confident thing because I'm not naturally like that. So I have to psych myself up a lot of times, and I think having a, other entrepreneurs kind of hype you up helps, um, but yeah, I'm 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 looking into that. I actually got the idea because I was listening to a panel of motivational women, and one of them was talking about like Latinas and da da da, not being represented on the small screen or big screen. And like she was talking about how like the ticket sales are like 33% Latino purchase, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So like a third of the audience is Latino. We don't have specific treats for us. That might be me. So I'm thinking. Maybe it'll work.
2: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: If if you're, I mean, this is just advice as an entrepreneur. I think if you don't see that confidence, you hire or the person that you should be hiring maybe is an outside salesperson that goes and starts knocking on movie theaters and, and tries well, to get your stuff in.
2: I'll for hire if you want. Yeah, Because <laughs> I mean,
0: this thing sells itself. Yeah. So, it's
3: just. yeah, so, you know, I mean, I'm trying to kind of figure out, like, should I change the packaging a little? Like, should I figure out how, I don't know, I'm just kind of, figuring out those little details cuz you know it's going to be a little different cuz it's you know it has to draw more of an audience cuz I don't really have a huge huge name yet but yeah I want to do that
2: Let me ask you something twisted for sugar
3: Mhm
2: Well here it just says twisted Yeah What's the uh, I mean Well I kind of get it but tell me the full story
3: Why I twisted Because I when I started I wanted to do like I wanted it to branch out into other things I was thinking like I want to eventually have a bunch of products, a bunch of different areas that it could go to, maybe like ice cream or I don't know, just different things. So I wanted to have something really simple so the business is registered under just Twisted. But when I was looking at like different um, uh, social media names, like Twisted's already taken. So Mm. then I had to change it a little bit. But I had already registered it, so I didn't want to go back and (laughs) re-register.
2: Is
3: that a little lazy? That's a little lazy to me.
2: No, it's thinking about... Starting something
0: and as we take all these uh, five containers down, I'm gonna tell you something. My dentist is gonna hate you
3: because mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> I can just feel the the sugar. Can Do people usually take down five, six cases or cartons of
3: cotton candy? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, if you're kid, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If
0: you're if you're five years old and not gonna sleep for two weeks.
2: By the way, we just had the the um, abuelitas. Uh, Chocolate, mm-hmm. which is really good. Remo? Mm.
0: Is it too authentic for me? I'm trying to think. <laughs> 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 it's not my abuelita. <laughs> it's my teta. Yeah. That's how you say grandma in Arabic. Uh, no, I, uh, my favorite two are the mango and then the uh, um, the watermelon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite marketing strategy?
3: Uh, marketing strategy. I mean, sell a lot of cut- <laughs>
0: Give a lot of samples. That's the <laughs> easiest thing to do.
3: I'm still trying to figure out to like really tighten up the style of um, like my pages, like my Instagram pages and stuff. Um, getting a little bit better. Like I said, it was my first business. It's my first time really posting things with intent, like for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, where with my personal page, it was like my kids, me, like I'm going out, you know. Um. So I don't. I can't really say I have like a specific marketing strategy. Uh, I definitely think I'm trying to showcase both sides of the business, which service and product. It's kind of hard to find that good mix because the companies that I like look made friends with most of them are products. So it's really like specific. Like they're showcasing their their items, their products, and all that good stuff. And um, for me, it's like okay, yeah, I want to show the product, but I also want to show people experiencing. Like the live version at their private events and all that stuff. So, trying to find that balance between showcasing both sides is um, what I'm trying to do. I don't know if that helps answer the question. at all. All
0: right, And as we okay. keep on going, we got some woodier questions for you. So, uh, actually, I
2: was gonna, I was going to ask if um, before before doing this uh, business, mm-hmm. well, I know you say you're going to try to do a couple things, but uh, but what what led you into um, into Getting into a business, I know you kept saying about your uh, postpartum depression and all Because I needed
3: to figure out how I could be home. And, like, my partner, he was like, yeah, yeah, like, I'll work overtime and I'll do, you know, whatever it takes to financially be able to shrink down. Because, you know, going from a two-income household to yeah. a one-income household is big difference you know budgets have to get taken care of revised and everything has to be reevaluated. and it was already stressful enough going through the mental and emotional struggles I was dealing with um and I was like for me I'm like a control freak like I need to have some sense of like okay this is our backup plan um so the reason why we looked into having a business at all was because of that like I wanted to have a couple extra hundred bucks a month to like cushion us out And it just took on a life of its own. Like, it didn't really. It turned into, like, more than one gig a month. So, yeah. yeah.
0: How many of these um, cartons (coughs) or equivalent cartons do you sell a month or a week or a day? (coughs)
3: Um, Maybe, like, 500. Wow. Yeah, I've gone through about 500 cases. It's 500. Like, I buy a case of these a month probably. It's about 500.
0: Wow. And is it? Is it? you know, consistently growing, or did you see just um,
3: a big spike? It was slow to start, and then it definitely took a spike when the Me Too video came, and then it kind of dipped, and then during this holiday, like this past two months, it's been, like, increased.
2: Well, get know, ready, because like after this airs, oh, man. Woo, fire! <laughs> you better make sure you have a bunch of people on the phones. Uh, okay, <laughs> I know.
0: Open up the uh, call center. Yeah, the call center. Jesse and his kids are going to be buying a method, <laughs> right?
2: So talk about your postpartum. Uh, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, that just sounds bad. <laughs> just it does, but but uh, I think the say? cool thing. It does. I mean, it, well, it's not nice, right? Yeah. Um, but but the the reason why I want to talk about it, and, I, and I'm hoping you would talk about it a little bit more too, is um, is is how that affects women, you know? Um, but but that there's outlets out there to, or so I should say, outlets. Support groups that are out there who are yes. who are available that are available yes. to help with that um, with those issues, Tissue. and so um, no crying in this podcast, <laughs> by the way, no. Because you're part of a group, right? Yeah, my postpartum trying. And, and
3: I hadn't I hadn't uh, sought out a group when I started. It was like. I guess maybe that was a, something to answer for the marketing strategy. When I first started and I opened my page, I was uh, following a bunch of people in Whittier, mm-hmm. right, because that's local. Um, and I was like, okay, let me just follow a bunch of – let me get Whittier peeps to follow me.
2: Were you following Remo? I don't know.
3: No, oh, yeah. I didn't follow you till <clears throat> no. the entrepreneur thing, till the – Young you, gotta, you gotta
2: bump it up, my
3: friend. I know. Uh, <laughs> but I just so happened to follow my postpartum tribe, and then they followed me back, and like whoever was heading it was messaging me about like joining them and hanging out and da da da. But I was like, yeah, right now. I don't know; these ladies are crazy. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't. Who messages I, I wasn't on Instagram? In, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't in a space where I was like okay with accepting outside help. Yeah. Um, I figured the only person that could help me was my therapist at the time. Yeah. And so one time I was um, at a high school – well, not this, not Whittier High School. It was, like, a church um, here in Whittier doing, like, their Christmas boutique or something. And she came by, and she was like, I follow you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm the postpartum child. I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, when are you going to come to one of our meetings? I've been asking you. I'm like, uh, I'll go the next one. And, like, I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to go. Let's just see what this is about. And I – it was, like, the best thing. Like, I immediately felt like I had a home. I felt like I had a little mommy tribe. And, like, I found so many women there that were super supportive and super. And I think that was, like, other than having my fits of crying with my partner, that was, like, the first time I cried, like,
1: In about like opening, what I was yeah.
3: dealing with. Yeah. With, with the other people that were, like. And I felt like they really understood because they were going through it, too. Yeah. It was, it was. Like, I owe a lot of the healing to that support group.
2: So, I mean, we're obviously men, except for Christine, but um, I, I don't know if Christine knows what that means, postpartum depression, but educate us a little bit about what it is. and. and uh,
3: um, so, when you have a baby, you're, like, your body creates all these hormones to raise, like, to create and nurture and... and Build this little baby inside of you. And um they're hormones that you don't naturally have like all the time non-pregnant. And when you have your baby, like the your body's like, what the hell? I don't I don't have this baby anymore, so what am I gonna do with all these hormones? So you have this like immediate crash of hormone levels, and that's what um people call baby blues, because it takes a couple days to mm-hmm. like level yourself back out. Um sometimes the crash never levels out. Like, it just takes, it either takes a really long time or it just doesn't happen. Um, and then you get stuck in this funk, and then it just gets worse because it starts to not only affect, like, your mood, it kind of affects the way you see things and the way you relate to your child. And it, you, you just don't, like, you don't connect. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I, like, thinking back, I kind of knew something was raw off when I was pregnant. Like, I was having a hard time during the pregnancy. I was having a hard time accepting that I was having a daughter. Like, I didn't really connect with that. And then after, when she was born, it was like, I didn't really want to have that. And it was weird because I have an older son, and I, it was a totally different experience. So I knew pretty pretty early on, like, something was not normal because i didn't have this experience the first time and so women that have postpartum depression the first child i feel like it's more difficult for them because they don't have anything else to compare to they think this is normal Mm -hmm. where i knew this was not normal and i kept like i kept trying to voice it and voice it and it was more like well you'll be fine just go for a walk take a shower and it's like that's not gonna fix this so the day that my partner was finally like okay like, we need to do something. He came home from work, and I had, like, my bags packed because I was going to leave. Like, I felt like I was going to save my children by leaving and not being in their life because I was already a mess. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I raise them, they're going to be some fucked up kids because they're going to have a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. And that was where he was like, okay, that's not like you because that's not like me. That's yeah. not, like, I. that's not how I am as a parent. And, yeah, it was just, like, it's intense. It's, it's intense, and so... When you go through it or you have a family member that goes through it, you're way you are way more understanding of these extreme cases that you see on the news of women doing some really harmful things to their mm-hmm. children because it's not it's it's not like like I imagine myself doing some really harmful things to my children. Mm-hmm. Like I got to that point where I was like, I am literally gonna kill this child if mm-hmm. I do not walk away. And walking away is like difficult. Yeah. So people who don't get help I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all these cases, but I feel like sometimes it's it's a really neglected person that was looking for help or needing help and they just didn't get it.
0: And that, <clears throat> to me, that feeling that you are having, was it because a child was doing anything or is it just completely because of separated? Like, were they crying so much? I mean, it's daughter? a
3: combination of both. She was, she, she was definitely a more difficult child um, and more she needed a lot more attention. She was having a harder time breastfeeding. She was... Um, not she did not sleep through the night at all. like she still doesn't, but it, it's she's a totally different temperament. Um, but then having that combined with I had a C-section, so I was physically unable to like do um. much. Um, so that frustrated me having the hormone levels not readjust. My partner went back to work right away, so I didn't have him home. So it was just, like, a big, like, it was, like, a perfect storm for me in my situation. Um, But every woman's situation is different. Sometimes the baby could be textbook perfect child, and, like, they just don't connect. They just don't, like, it's, like, not, you just don't see them as your kid. You're just like, I don't care, you know? Um, And for me, it was, like, as I started getting better, I started feeling the love that I knew I should have. Like, I really, I knew I wanted to love my daughter, but I couldn't bring myself to really be like, I love you. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Which is very, when you already have that, like, oh, I love my child, like, love, it's, like, weird. You're like, how come I don't love this one? But I love this one. But I don't love this one. So Mm -hmm. it was, like, it was really weird. It was, like, an out-of-body, like, kind of a thing. Like, I was like, who are you? And why don't you love your child? Like, it was extremely difficult for me to to say it because my partner he like I mean he wasn't going through that so he oh. couldn't understand he was like what do you mean of course he was like I do not I, I do, but I, I don't feel it like I don't know how to explain it it's I, I for women that are listening and are going through it or have gone through it will understand but it's um, it's almost like pretending to like like a girl I guess and you're just trying to like get on her good side and you're like yeah I love you but you don't really feel it mm-hmm. and it's like that's how I felt I was like I, I do love her but I don't really love her yeah yeah so once I kind of got better, then I had a few moments where like oh, I love you, like I actually started to feel it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I knew I was on the right path. I'm getting better.
2: So, so for women out there who are, <clears throat> who are kind of going through something like this, I mean, what are your the telltale signs of a of, of a woman being or a mother, a new mother, going through some of this stuff? Like I
3: think be patient with yourself, um, and try to ignore other people's expectations of how you should be, how you should be feeling, how you should be taking care of your child. Like, I think that just adds the pressure. So mm-hmm. me hearing, like, hearing things like, well, just take a shower and you'll feel better. Like.
0: What is a shower? <laughs> like, yeah, a shower. I don't know. Are you swimming in the dirt or something?
3: Well, <laughs> new moms, like, they don't really take a shower as often as they should because they're just like. Crazy oh busy. okay. So <laughs> this is a, this is a
0: recently married person that has no kids. So I'm like.
3: I mean, wait for it, bruh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard for you to get you time because you're like constantly on baby taking care of baby mode. So you're just like, okay, like. Is is the baby okay? Did they poop? Did they pee? Did they throw up? Did they get fed? Am I rocking them the right way? is the temperature okay? And then by the time you go through the entire checklist, you got to start it all over again. So you don't really have that moment to be like, let me just take a 10-minute non-disturbed shower. So usually... Self-care is neglected. Like, you don't brush your teeth. You don't brush your hair. You don't do makeup. You don't get dressed. (laughs) You don't take a shower. You barely get to go to the restroom. And if your body didn't have to do that, you probably wouldn't go to the restroom either. Like, it's a (laughs) lot. And it's not everybody. It's not everybody. Because sometimes it's, like, the most beautiful, perfect experience. And I pray to God that you have that and everyone else has that. But sometimes it's not. And I think just, like, I think I guess my advice would be more for the non like mom, people that are like the partners or the tias and theos, the moms and grandmas, like just be patient with them mm-hmm. because just because your experience as being a parent was like this blissful textbook Brady Bunch thing, doesn't mean that your daughter in-laws or your cousins or your wife's experience is going to be what you imagine it to be and I think we put that pressure on ourselves like we want it to be a specific way so if it's not, we're like what did I do wrong? You know what I mean?
2: Well, plus you add the internet to it, too. I mean, there's like... I mean, you know, you... One is you're trying to keep up with what's going on in life, I guess, or virtual life. Um, And then, two, there's so much... Like you said, there's so many... um, You see this a lot with, like, like movie stars or or people who are famous, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Like, they have a kid... Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) Jesse. They have a a kid, like, the next day or or 10 hours after, they're like... You know they're walking all you know glamorous and and it's and so you kind of you're setting yourself to an expectation that's not real you know it's right. a, it's make believe and and uh, and I, you're right I mean I think I've seen I've seen it um, more often mm-hmm. um, and the funny thing is that obviously I, I, I haven't gone through it and I don't think I'll ever go through it but um, but I could definitely see how certain new moms are struggling to cope with with um, either pre-pregnancy or after having birth um, and just those emotions they go mm-hmm. through because it's like night and day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like that Jack on hide. It's, uh, you know, one day they're happy and the next you – know, or one minute they're happy and, like, the next minute they're like, what the hell? Are we yeah. living in the same house, you yeah. know? Um, and so uh, – and I'm speaking because I have a lot of female – Damn. Figures. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, easy on life. this one, Jesse. <laughs> um, and and you see that you know you see that a lot and and uh, and again I think I think the expectations kind of up there. Um, but but tell us a little bit about uh, obviously the the group that you're part of, and and uh, and how that's helped. I mean,
3: um, I think also like for me, I my best friend Cynthia. I love you, Cynthia. She. I might cry a little bit. It's
2: okay. We lying. brought toilet papers. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's, actually, I was going to say, can you use a cutting candy? <laughs> It'll melt. It'll
3: melt. Salty saltied, <laughs> saltied peppermint. Um, she is my. She's like my best friend. She is like a sister that I – I have three younger sisters, so I can't say like I didn't have a sister like that. But it's different when you have someone who's not related who – puts them in a position in your life where they're like your blood. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like they they are by you. And she had also had some struggles with her second. So we were relating a lot and it helped to have that like non-judgment like it's okay. Come over cry. Like I don't care how you look. I don't care if your breath stinks. Like just come and cry and we'll be crying together or we'll be frustrated together and we'll be like okay. Breathe it out. You're good. Let's keep going. Um that helped tremendously but because we both have children literally like months apart like both of our sets of kids are only a few months apart um, having this this uh, support group here in Whittier that's just a few blocks away from my house was a godsend for me because I knew after the first meeting after I finally got the courage to like okay let me just go talk to strangers like I'm not a I don't like how do you go and talk to strangers? about stuff that you already are insecure about. Like, I'm not supposed to be feeling this way. I'm not Mm -hmm. supposed to be not connected. Like, I'm supposed to, again, those expectations that we have set ourselves up to have, we're fearful of, like, that judgment. So that first step was, like, the hardest. But once I got there, I knew it was, like, a judgment-free zone. And even if there were some moms who couldn't relate exactly, there were moms that could. Or Mm -hmm. you were like, dang, I have it easy compared to, like, this person. Like So having that mix was, like, Again, a godsend because I knew I could go and I could relate to the struggles and genuinely feel like they felt like they felt me. Like when I would say, like, I'm having a hard time with this or this is an area that I'm struggling with, blah, 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 blah. Like I knew that they understood. And it wasn't to go for a fix. It was just to go for that, like, conversation. Yeah, conversation. And just to, like, vibe with other moms that also haven't showered in three days. And, like, it's okay, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I feel like... Though Not every woman has, like, access to the stuff like that, so I think it's really important for women who have gone through it and and conquered it or gone past it, Um, especially older women. I think it's really important for an older generation to start groups like that or to be involved with groups like that because, like me, like reaching out to my mother or to my grandmother, it's different because their standards are very specific. So if we see people that are motherly like or grandmotherly like or you know figures we're more like okay it's not it's not like just my generation who's like this hippie free thinking it's like everybody has gone through this for many generations and being more outspoken about it brings that sense of normalcy like okay i'm not crazy like it's not just me you know sorry (laughs) no that's
2: powerful i mean like i said it's um it's something that's never said, right? like it's not spoken yeah. about um and again, you look at the internet now and and we're almost disconnected mm-hmm. just because of that, mm-hmm. so we lose that sense, we lose that touch, and to be able to go back to to getting that connection mm-hmm. with people who feel the same way you do, yeah um and again, have a forum you know or a platform to to be able to discuss that, I think is is awesome, so um again, uh congratulations on. I guess I don't know. It's congratulations, or or, (laughs) no? Yeah, it takes a lot of work. It's uh, for your courage, you know, for your courage (laughs) to 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 get to this point. To get to yeah, because it's big, Um, and of course, congratulations on your For sugar, (laughs) 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 because that even that's a battle, right? I mean, every day it's a it's a different day, Um, and by the way, I just noticed that your earrings are cotton candy. I had a friend cool.
3: mail this to me, another fellow entrepreneur. She's like, "I seen this in the kids section at Target. Nice. It was like a bunch of earrings, like for little girls." And she's like, "But I got the cotton, I got the cotton candy ones for you." I'm like, oh,
2: very cool. cool. You can now find them on the website at a I know. <laughs> I just selling them. <laughs> for pins. I do have pins. I oh, have you pins
3: do. That, oh, I didn't bring them. I'm sorry. I have pins. I made like little pins because um, part of me is circuiting like the local like markets and like vending opportunities. There's People sell everything and so I got pushed like you should do merchandise. I'm like, Mer- like what kind of cotton
0: merchandise? Cotton candy is for merchandise. Yeah, well
3: like you know, they're like t shirts yeah. and like hats. I'm like, ooh, I don't like I don't want to have that much like stuff to like take care yeah. of. Um but pins was something it's small, you know, kinda a little small box, so it was something I thought I could manage and it's done pretty well. Um so I do I designed a little cotton candy pin. Very it says azúcar on it, so it's cute. Nice, nice.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, so ready for some uh what are your questions here. Sure. So you said you moved to Woodier 18 years ago or something like that, or eight like years? 12, 12, 12 years, years ago. So what brought you to Woodier? Well, oh, she's 12 years old, right?
3: <laughs> no, I'm 30. <laughs> I'm 30, and I moved um, like right after high school ish. My um, my mom actually, my mom moved away, and then she moved back, um, and so when she came back to California. We were just looking for a place to stay, and my younger sister, who had already started her family, she moved um, right here off of uh, Mar Vista, Mar Vista, like up going towards Colima. Um, she moved into apartments there, so my mom wanted to be close, so we just moved across the street. That was like yeah, really cool. why, and then I just loved it. And it was during the time where they had the family uh, markets, like mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. summertime during mm-hmm. the week. So it was like really cool because when I got pregnant, like we would take our walks like all the way to the uptown and we come back and like hang out. And it was like, I really like this little town. And nice. um, my uncle lived here in Whittier for a couple of years and we, that's how we kind of got introduced. But um, pretty much since then, I was I really enjoyed it. So um, we just stayed here.
2: Cool. Yeah.
0: So when you're not making what we said 500 of these con <laughs> <laughs> kind of canny things, what do you do in your spare time?
3: I <laughs> yeah. I feel like, again, those expectations, like, I have to be a specific mom. And I think I, I tried really – before I had this business, like, you know, I would work in my day job. I was working uh, at an office in, in Irvine. And it was just like, okay, clock in, clock out. Once I'm clocked out, I'm like, Pinterest, mom, like, extraordinary. Like, what craft are we going to do today? And what are we going to make today? Like, I tried to be really involved with my son and because and, at the time it was just my son. Um and that's how we spend our extra time is just crafting and, like, doing things together and taking little trips or going to Disneyland or whatever. Um, so now that I have two babies, I guess technically three because I do consider my business my baby. Um, and I thought you
2: going to say your partner, but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sometimes. Sometimes I feel like. No, just kidding. I'm sure your wives have said that Yes, yeah, so
2: that's what I was going <laughs> so to say.
3: Um, but in a spare time, I mean, just try to spend time together. I think the more busy I am, even though I don't even really say I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a work-from-home mom. Um Even though I, I'm home, I'm really busy with the business and, like, you know, managing the social media and responding to inquiries and trying to make sure I have stock and product and all that good stuff and making them and going to the post office so all that stuff is really time consuming and it's like a 24 7 thing because our instagram is 24 7 and our email is 24 7 our website 24 7 so i have a really extensive history in customer service and stuff like so i know like if you're not on it if you're not fast people are gonna get upset so i feel like that's why i have the pressure of like answering right right away um but Spare time, I just have learned to try to be more present with my kids. So, like, if I have 20 minutes to spare, I will put it in another room. I'll put my phone in another room, and I'll sit there and chalk draw with my kids, even if it's just for 20 minutes. Because I feel like when you're really focused, it's, 20 minutes is, like, three times. That. It could It could feel like an hour, like yeah. an hour of actual quality time, you know, versus, like, an hour of distracted time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally agree. So... That's what I'm trying to do now. Like, just trying to, okay, even though it's only 20 minutes, I'm going to just put this away. That can wait 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then just be with the kids for that's you know, really condensed time.
2: Very cool.
0: So when you're uh, – okay, so we talked about that. Um, as far as just uh, grabbing a bite to eat here yeah. in the local area or maybe getting a drink somewhere, What what's, what's some of your favorite, what are your spots?
3: Mm, okay. Um, we really like – and I always get the two confused –
0: Tell, tell me the, the
2: food you have, because Christine the knows fidel? it.
3: there's fidel right here. Oh, Christine Colonia. knows that. Uh, Colonia <laughs> Publica? Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's another one right here. It's, not, it's I think they're owned by the same peeps, right? Um, Pizarra Capital? Yeah,
0: same. <gasps> okay,
3: Pizarra has the best chimichangas and the best um, taco de papa, or, like, it's like a potato taco mm-hmm. with yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. cheese and avocado. It's, like, the simplest thing, but it's yeah. so bomb. So good. And their fidel is amazing. And my kids love fidel, so it's really easy to go. Get a quick, like, not quick, but, like, get a little yeah. bowl and just throw some veggies in there. It's really good. Okay. I love it there.
0: Especially with this weather that we're having. It's yes.
3: Good. And pho. The pho Whittier is really good, too.
0: The new place that opened? I don't know. She's talking about the one next door,
2: right?
3: The one next door. I had the ramen before, but I'm, like, I think I'm more of a pho person. Pho? Oh, which one? It's right next to the one that opened.
0: We're next to the ramen place. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the no. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Woodier Fall. Woodier. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know which. That's what she said. Rima, Were you at? Are you, uh, at? Are you thinking, in this room? No, I was thinking <laughs> not present. Jesse, that's what, That's the one. Me and my wife always go to. They they bring out that fall in like three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's so quick. They have, probably have a big old you know five yeah. gallon or garbage bag. Yeah, there. it is so quick. Yeah, it's really fast there. Very cool. Now, if there was one thing that Woodier is missing. What would it be that you would like to see either here or in Uptown? Oh, I
3: know. Uh, some kind, uh, I know they used to have it, but for whatever reason it didn't do well or just closed down a kid's clothing store. Because there's times where, like, I don't want to drive to the mall or whatever, but we need new outfits. So I know I can go to Uptown Whittier for myself, and I know now I can go to Uptown Whittier for my partner because of the Alexander Roberts store. But I can't go to Uptown for my kids. So like even if it's just like a T-shirt, like a new shirt, you yeah. know, anything like that. So I think a kids' clothing store would be really cool. It'd be really cool because we could just go. Everybody shop for something today. Yeah, yeah.
2: Stay yeah. here local. Yeah,
3: don't no go too thing. far. But other than that, it's pretty perfect. <laughs> nice, nice.
2: So uh, one last thing for me is, um, uh, I mean, I, I like I like your drive. I like I like uh, that you're you're able to kind of take. Um, I don't want to say negative. Um, it's just something that feelings, I guess, feelings that aren't normally there mm-hmm. or normally hard to deal with, um, and you turn it into a positive, right? You turn. I mean, you're you're successful. You're 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 moving a business in a direction um, which, again, you didn't imagine. Thank you. Um, if somebody was in your position, what advice would you give them?
3: Um. I probably would – okay, so it's uh, something that, like, my mom would say or my aunt would say to my mom during times of struggles. like, this too shall pass. It's – it's, I'm not super um, versed in the Bible, but I know it's a Bible verse. But it's just something that always is, read, like, repeated in my mind. So, like, I knew that whatever I was feeling then and even now when there's some really hard times or stressful and I'm, like, freaked out, I have to remind myself of that because it's not a forever lasting feeling. Just like, um, like, and I think I really, really, really started to implement that when I started having like anxiety issues, like anxiety attacks. Like you're not going to die from an anxiety attack. It's just going to be the moment and you'll be better once it passes. So like whatever, I don't know, crazy stressful time you're having with your business or your personal relationship.